Could it be? What's that? Oh dear God, it could be. Actually, you are listening to Fionn's Lovely Podcast. Lovely. Hello, and you're very welcome to Fionn's Lovely Podcast. I am Fionn, and this is my lovely podcast. So today we had Will Conroy on the show. Uh, Will is otherwise known as the Irish Will on YouTube, and we had such a chill interview. Uh, We talked about YouTube, uh, Will's adventures in Germany with live action fantasy roleplay, drones, travel, college, and creative identity. This was a really interesting one. We talked about so much stuff, and it's one of the best interviews I've done so far, in my opinion. So yeah, please enjoy this interview with Will Conroy. Ah, lovely. Hello, how are you doing? So today I'm here with Will Conroy. Hello. How are you doing, Will? Uh, I'm good, I'm good. How's your week been? uh, It was pretty good until I spilt this coffee everywhere, Um, which I'm glad there's no video going for this, because it's like, it's a mess. But I saw it. That's all that matters. <laughs> like I look across at you and everything's like neatly organized, more or less. And my one's like tissues everywhere and like sugar spilt and coffee all over the place. You're a mess, Will. I am a mess. That's my Can't life. Bring you it's a metaphor for my life. So, anything strange happened this week? Um, thing I've just been working and like a lot of stupid crap happens in work, but I'm not sure if <laughs> I'm allowed to talk about it or not. Yeah, no, same here, it's just stupid crap happening. Just people being like... Not notable. Yeah, signing up for websites and stuff they shouldn't be and uh, having to deal with it. Oh, no. So, Will is a YouTuber and... I have one question about YouTube that I like to ask people. Do you think YouTube's dying? I think it's dying. Do you think it's dying? I actually... Oh, it's weird. I heard this exact conversation on... uh, Do you you watch Game Grumps? Uh, I do. Yeah, it's uh, they were talking about it on Game Drums, um, where the way Vine died recently. Oh uh, yeah, it, like they it just they just killed it. Like then everybody really missed it and brought it back to life, but it was going. Well, it's still like it's just a different app now. It's just oh, like okay. a, a Vine video maker kind of thing, rather than like its own website. Um, but they're saying it's because Vine was profitable. And they were like, oh, well then, is YouTube going to go the same way? Just, we're not noticing because it's so much bigger. And it's like, well, no, because YouTube is profitable. Um, I think it's changing. It's definitely changing. Um, but, so I guess it's the traditional idea of YouTube dying, maybe? Maybe. Um, I don't think it is, though. I think it's just turning into something different. Like, Yeah, I suppose it has been around for 10 years and, mm-hmm. well, in, in my time, like, I've seen things change drastically. That's, yeah, the past... I think even in the past three years in particular, it has just fucking been nuts. Like it's been changing in mad different ways. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people who used to be really big like fade away mm, just completely in the past three years. And that's you hear a lot of stories about like the people that they stepped on on the way up, having to like look them in the eye on the way back down type thing. Oh yeah. It's kind of like yeah, come up and sort of thing. Well, I see uh, some people coming back who were absolutely defamed. Oh yeah, and it, it's interesting because you kind of think I don't I don't want to like these person's videos, but they're actually quite interesting. It's hard, yeah. It's hard not to like separate your opinions from like the quality of the content. Um, like there are some people who I think are hugely popular, and my personal opinion, it's like I don't, I don't think it really. Over there. 
and I'm kind of like, how, like, I put so much time into, like, my videos, and so I see this one of, like, someone doing a really bad, like, kind of nearly offensive, like, girl impression, and 100 million views, boom. Do you know there's a channel where, uh, it's videos for kids where people dress up in cheap Spider-Man costumes? I've seen this. What? Oh, the, you know, curse word. I don't know what you're... you're your view on cursing is. Oh no, oh you can swear away. Okay, what the fuck? Like, oh my god, that's... If you mean, if you, you mean YouTube is like, if that part of it is dying, like the creativity part, maybe. You see those videos and you're like, yeah, definitely. Ah, oh, well, they're, they're creative, it's just, oh how god. are they getting millions and millions of views and how are they making more money? It's, it's, I, it's actually insane, as in, I don't mean like, ooh, crazy, I mean like, those people, have something wrong with the brains, like, who thought to make that, like... Well, you gotta think fair play. <laughs> That's what I try to be like, There was a hole know. in the market they thought it for people going around in Spider-Man costumes. Is that a hole in the market, or is that just a market no one should ever get into, like... The Spider-Man market? <laughs> Sp yeah, the spider the weird, the weird, cheap Spider-Man market. The dark web. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Maybe I should start doing my videos in the Spider-Man mask. That's... That's the key to success for everything in life. Job interviews, check on job interviews and put my mask and a suit. Yeah, and now that YouTube isn't going in, in the best direction, do you think there's any chance for a revival? Um, I think... I think there's gonna be like some kind of drastic change. There's gonna be some creator or something will emerge. The same way, I think best example to use, the same way Casey Neistat just oh, kind yeah. of appeared for like, and everyone was like, I want to be just like him. Everyone like. He came out of nowhere and then everybody started making their videos like he does. Mm, and uh, I was going to make a video being like the problem with Casey Neistat. Just, okay, clickbaity title, but I sort of like, if people don't understand why they're doing that stuff, like the little time lapses and stuff. Like the amount of like coffee time lapses you see and then they're the most boring video ever. And yeah. it's like, that was a cool little time lapse for no reason in the middle of this video. That is really, in my opinion, do, dull. Uh, do you watch Wheezy Waiter? Yeah, yeah. For right. a while, he, uh, for about a month, he did Casey Neistat type vlogs. Oh, really? And he had these coffee time lapses. And he had like 30 different ones, and they're the most creative things ever made. That's, uh, he's such a good example of like a proper creator. Because it's just every video he does is like, it's an interesting idea, and he edits well, and it's good quality. But he gets no views. That's, uh, I, like, the first time I went to play this live. I remember seeing like some random British YouTuber walk, not because they're Brit nothing against them being British, just they were from Britain. And uh, seeing all these girls scream and chase this one guy like ripping out his clothes and shit. And like pushing people out of the way to get it at him and stuff like that. Not talk to him. Like Beatlemania. Oh, it, it's like insane. Like, again, insane. But then you see Craig Wheezy Waiter walk down the hall and no one even like gives a second look. And I'm like, it's fucking Wheezy Waiter walking down the hall. What, what, why aren't people chasing this guy? Like, yeah, like, he's made over, like, 2,000 videos. Oh, oh, and, like... And they're all decent. And you hear the story as well, like, where he's like, oh, I, I had a... I think he said he got to 100 videos and he only had, like, 50 subscribers. And, like, it was, like, he put in the time. It wasn't just an overnight success for him. Although, I don't know, maybe one video took off or something. I don't know what his exact claim to fame is or anything. Uh, the Vlogbrothers might have helped him. Right, yeah, probably something like that makes sense. Do you think there's gonna be another platform or another kind of creative online thing that people are gonna jump onto and like there's gonna be 
a bit of a creative renaissance on, online. I think a lot of people are trying to make that happen. Uh, like, what is it, vid.me or something? People are really trying to get that. Like, you see, here's some people pushing. It's like, oh, I'll, I'll be doing uh, videos on my main channel. Go over to my vid.me for extra content. I think Facebook is probably gonna is gonna eat up YouTube. Yeah, and that's kind of a sad thing because they were really dirty about it in the beginning. Mm -hmm. But it's the best way to get your stuff seen. Yeah, yeah, you can't deny the fact, like in that it's like, yeah, you could stick to your YouTube guns and be like, well, I'm a YouTuber. It's like, well, then your Facebook people aren't gonna see it. Sorry. But the other issue with Facebook is you can't monetize it. I think yes, and yes. even then, I mean, you see all these YouTubers with like sponsorships and stuff. Um, I think if that hasn't happened already, it's gonna happen on Facebook. Well, there is a huge problem on Facebook with freebooting, oh, and they have no content. Like. They don't have much of a content ID system. Mm. And actually, they were testing monetization on one page that I know of called Soflo Antonio. Oh my God, don't, I knew that name was gonna come. I hate him so much. I hate him. Ah, uh, or he was like, basically fucking fine, having a way around fair use by putting a little clip of himself at the beginning, and it just made me hate him so much more. Hey uh, guys, it's SoFlo, look at this video I made. Oh, uh, it's like, this is then me. Then it's some lady. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I hate him so much. Do you so relate much. to this? I do. Uh, it's like, isn't this right? And this other video plays. Oh, I hate him so much. <laughs> I made a video called, I want to punch SoFlo Antonio in the back of the head. Like, um, I just went on this huge rant. Me and, it was a collab with me and Ronan. And, uh, oh yeah. And yeah, I just I ended. I had to cut that video down so much because I just got so angry about it. Man, so much. <laughs> yes, yeah, just between uh, jump cuts, your face got redder and redder and redder. <laughs> Veins and shit coming up on my face. Oh, Ronan's so just started started <laughs> fires. <laughs> well, I remember Ronan at one point was like, I've I've nothing to contribute here, just I'm gonna let you go. And I was just like, da da da. Ah, uh, yeah, so fun, Tony, that's fucking You <laughs> Maybe he's a really nice person. Uh, Probably not, but... <laughs> I don't know. Because, like, if, he were, if I did meet him in person, I feel like I'd have to say something. Or even if it's the same room. But then it's like, could I, could I combat the part of myself that's like, well, it's very rude to interrupt someone else's, like, conversation if they're, you know, if you're not part of it. It's like, ah, but he's an asshole. I don't know. Well, the thing is, with those kind of guys is, you're not saying anything anybody hasn't said before. Which means he's going to have a really good response. <laughs> Actually, uh, oh yeah, this is relevant now. By the time this podcast goes out, this will be old news, but uh, what do you think of the whole PewDiePie scenario? Um, I think he was a bit of a dope to do it, but I don't think he necessarily did anything wrong. And, yeah. Well, I mean, it was a... It was a joke to point out like people will do anything for five bucks or whatever I think um, but I think it was like what what kind of reaction did you expect yeah uh, to give context uh, PewDiePie made a couple of videos where he was in uh, Nazi gear and he'd watch a Hitler speech or he'd pay uh, people like five dollars to hold up a sign saying Hitler did nothing wrong Mm. as a joke and in some of those videos it was a direct response to the media and not not to take his stuff out of context and now maker studios has uh, cut his contract or whatever yeah so the was it the 
the New York Journal or, or some newspaper like that? Oh, the it's Wall New York Journal or Wall Street Journal or something, yeah. New York Times, maybe. The New York Times, yeah. yeah. They, ma they made an article about him calling him a Nazi, taking his stuff out of context from videos about taking stuff out of context. Yeah, you have to double like a out of context inception, like. But, yeah, uh, and they ruined his career. I don't know if they've ruined his career. Well, they tried to ruin his career. He's he's been disconnected from his MCM. He got his YouTube Red series uh, cancelled. But in saying that, I like people like oh it's a, a decline. I bet there are so many other MCMs right now like scrambling over each other, be like sign up with us. Like the biggest YouTuber has been cut from not even the biggest network. Um, I'd say broadband TV have already fucking got him. Like and are already restarting that show and everything. Um, like there's no way the biggest name on YouTube is like done. Yeah, oh yeah, uh, speaking of YouTube Red series, uh, Game Grumps are making uh, a YouTube Red series with uh, Dan Harmon. Oh really? Yeah, uh, I don't know much about it, I just know it's about gaming. And Makes I, sense. I think uh, Dan's hosting it or something, or writing it, right. along with Aaron and Danny. So. I'm really excited. Yeah, for that's really interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. I only started watching Game Grumps a little bit after uh, Dan Dan started instead of John uh, Jontron. Oh and, yeah. Uh, I, like I look back at like Jontron ones and stuff, and I'm like, I fucking really like this Dan guy so much more. I'm glad I started when I did. Um, well, one of my favorite YouTube channels, Game Grumps for sure. Danny's just so positive and mm. he has all these stories and he's like really well traveled. Exactly, like, because whatever about like watching Let's Plays and stuff, I don't really watch Let's Plays into video games, sure. But I'm not yeah. super into Let's Plays. But this, because they didn't know each other super well, I think, when they, when they first started, well, when Danny first started on it, it just was like two people having conversations and getting to know each other. And it was like, their Wind Waker series was like my favorite. Oh. Like good stories and stuff, and also they're getting to to know the worst versions of themselves. Like when Aaron's freaking out or something. Oh, he gets so angry, and it's so entertaining. <laughs> but not like I like it. it's like not really fake angry. It's just him like shouting and like fucking playing the game really hard. I've been like that. Yeah, bite the controller or whatever. I remember when I was like 13, every controller I had with like analog sticks, they had bite marks on them because I get so angry at the video game. Oh yeah. Or anything with a cord would be gone. Oh yeah, whipped out of the thing like. <laughs> so you go to this festival every year called Drakenfest. Yeah, Drakenfest. What the hell is that? <laughs> uh, it's my fucking crucifix. Um, so yeah, I guess I'll just I'll go back a little bit in that I started doing YouTube all bunch of years ago, and the reason I started was I would watch like Shay Carl and stuff. Just doing little docu like documenting their life in a vlog. So I started doing that, just going out, doing out and about type videos. And then one year, I I can't remember why I looked it up, but I came across this festival called Conquest, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go do that this summer, and I'm gonna do my little videos from Conquest. And I go, and it was LARPing, uh, live action roleplay. So oh yeah. You make a character like in uh, RPG or an MMO or something, but you are the character. So it's like D&D, uh, &D, but you go outside. Yeah, that's it. It's like live action. Yeah, live, live action roleplay. Like, um, 
and so you can make a character and they could be a warrior or they don't even have to they could be like an alchemist or something or a, a beggar even or a dentist and yeah I, some people do like weird dentist type characters I've seen it um, and like you go and you fight in these huge battles and stuff and like they're the biggest ones in, it was the biggest one in the world I thought at the time when I turn up there and I do, do my little videos people are talking about Drakenfest and how much better Drakenfest is so, whatever, I put up these videos from Conquest and I noticed they are getting more views than any of my other videos. And I was like, shit, I'm gonna have to go back here next year. And uh, I would go to Drakenfest and Conquest the next year then. And uh, I'm like, well, I have to do the videos properly. So I had like an SLR camera and a cool lens and a microphone and I just filmed the crap out of everything. Looking back on those videos, they're still terrible. But they got probably to this day the most views out of any of my videos. I think one of them has like 30,000 views or something, 40,000 maybe. And uh, when I went back, I've been going then each year since I started. And uh, when I went back the following year, people knew who I was. Like, I was like, what? Oh, that's really like, cool. Oh, I was going up to like different camps and like, video guy, uh, come on in. Or like people come up and give me drinks and stuff. And I'm like, who are you? And they're like, videos, yes. And then. I can't remember, I think that was the year after that then, it was a bit more the same, I got some cool stuff, less attention I feel, like my ego was hurt, but then this past year I went and like it was weird, everyone like come up shaking my hand and shit like that, and like leaving me presents and stuff. Oh um, yeah, like, uh, wasn't that the, the year beforehand you made uh, videos where you interviewed people about doing stuff? Uh, <laughs> Doing stuff that you love despite what people think. Yeah, that, I because that was the kind of thing I realized that year. I was like, because I was always afraid to say to people, like, oh, I'm doing this big larping thing where you dress up and fight each other with rubber weapons. And uh, it was I was doing some college course at the time, and one guy was like, brought up larping. I hadn't even been talking about it. And he was like, oh, you ever heard about larping? And I was like, oh yeah. And he was like, it looks awesome. And I was like, what? He was a pretty cool guy. I was like, what? He was like, yeah, man, people are willing to do that. You know, like, they love it. And I was like, actually, I've, I've done it before. He's like, oh, really? What's it like? And I'm like, well, I've actually got the biggest ones. And I've done videos. He's like, Get, show me those videos. And I was like, man, if you can, he's like, if you own this, just, I don't see why you wouldn't want to. This is awesome. And I was like, I don't know why. He's like, why would you want to listen to anyone who doesn't let you enjoy something? So I was like, that guy the cogs turning. And then the next year I went, I did this video about owning your interests was the original intention. A lot of people didn't understand what I meant and they were like, oh, a video about LARPing, sure. And I was like, no. So some of them are like, what, why is that guy just talking about LARPing? LARPing's class. Well, that's uh, one guy, his name's Tiny because he's just a giant person. And uh, he's sitting there and he's all real confident. And I could tell he just wanted to talk about it. So I was like, ah, I'll put it in there. But uh, yeah, I, I, I feel like that video turned out well. Yeah, uh, are there any Irish lads? There are two groups that are sort of one group. Um, it's, I think it, it's the Guild of Irish Role Players, I think it's, it's the, or Irish Larpers. <laughs> Guild of Irish Role Players might be something totally different. Oh no. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Guild of Irish Larpers, I think, or Irish Larp. Uh, I think the event's called Children of the Free. I, I've seen it, I haven't been super invested in it. I've talked to them and stuff about going to do videos there, but I like the whole thing that kind of puts me off a little bit is that I sh I started at too big an event. Uh, that's what everyone tells me. Anyway, 
because in Germany they have like a really high quality of like gear, like so costumes and armor and everything is like real. It's like made traditional ways, so it's like Smith forged and everything, and it's ridiculous money. Um, but in Ireland it's like I'm gonna wear a potato sack and uh, make a, a weapon out of duct tape. Yeah, I'm a knight, and it's just like that is cool that you're still doing it and you're not letting that limit you or restrict you. But I'm like, I've seen like just because I started at this level where it was so immersive and it was like it was real, a guy with a duct tape sword and a potato sack is kind of like I'm not able to get into it. I don't know, it, it's cool that there's one there. Yeah, no, it's, it's like... give it a try, so. I think one day, I, I, like, that's the whole thing, like, a reason why I keep making these, like, Drakenfest videos, even though everyone only comes to my channel now to see Drakenfest videos and it's killing me, is because it would be so cool if it was just acceptable. Like, the amount of people who are, who love Game of Thrones, like, anyone who enjoyed Game of Thrones, they might talk, you know, shit on LARP and they're like, oh, it's so nerdy. If they were to go, they would fucking love it. I guarantee you. And Ireland is the perfect place for it. Mm -hmm. the landscapes and everything. Like, it's essentially the Shire. Mm -hmm. That's it, like, it's like, <laughs> we're living in the Shire and we don't have any fantasy fucking stuff going on. And if you like Game of Thrones, like, perfect, most of it's film team. Yeah, exactly, it's Gold North, like. But, um, even that's the angle, like, I would love... And I've thought of it a couple of times, maybe I'll start one up, like, just the, all the Drakenfest rules and setting, but in Ireland. You should. Uh, I, I don't know, like, I see these Irish groups and they get, like, 12 people at a time going to them. I'm like, ah, I've seen, like, 10,000 people running around. And it's like, I know how good it could be, like. But you don't get anywhere if you don't start, like, so. I don't know, what pre-existing groups could you rope into it? The Irish YouTube community? Uh, I don't think they'd want it. Like, that's, there's this huge stigma starting off. And because uh, you're like, oh, people are watching me. It's like, yeah, and you're watching them. So what's the problem here? Everyone's in it the same amount. Like, it's kind of like you are, you're playing an RPG, like, like in Final Fantasy or something. But you're the main character, but you're also one of the NPCs, <laughs> and everyone else is as well. Like, you're all main characters and NPCs to each other. It's mad. It's a mad dynamic, and it's so immersive. Yeah, I've seen uh, videos from Drakenfest and. Uh, there's orcs there. Or oh, the orc, there. like some of the orcs were from Lord of the Rings, like. And the makeup they have is mad, like those. Mm. And it's all intense in a field, and that must be every morning putting on the, the this makeup and prosthetics. Mm, they're committed, like, but they're like, they. It's really rare that they're, they're like, like, out of character. Because the whole thing is you're you're in character. You're supposed to be in character the whole time. Most people are like you know 50-50. Like orcs are like they're these huge people, and like. They, they won't break character. You'd be like, man, listen, it's like, I'm no man. And it's like, please calm down. It's like, don't tell me to calm down. And they're like, oh, they're crazy. But they're, it's awesome how crazy they are. So what's your character? Uh, I'm, I'm such a cop-out. I'm just like, I think it's like, it's like Phelan. So it's Phelan with an O in the middle. And it's just some, like, it's just a name I use so I can walk around and like talk to people and stuff. I have no real backstory. I was thinking of going, so I wear a bandana instead of a hat usually. Um, People are like, just go pirate. Just go. And I'm like, if I was going to go pirate, I'd want to go all out. But it's like, you go, you turn up and you're like, I'll just get a, a tunic or something and I'll just hang out. But then you see like all these cool costumes and you're like, I want to spend 700 euro on a jacket <laughs> because I want to look that cool. Like the temptation is real there. Like, Well, I think uh, now that D&D is becoming popular again, LARP mm. could have Follow. a chance. That's, 
That's, yeah, I just hope the stigma disappears, because even videos don't, you don't get atmosphere in videos, uh, like the kind I do anyway, you have to really set it up to get the atmosphere, and I've never been able to catch it, because like you'll sit, you can just sit in the middle of the field and you hear like, fucking clashing armor or whatever, and you look around and it's just like, smoke from the campfires just hanging over these like, military camps. Uh, yeah, oh, it's so good. It could definitely be done because there's uh, festivals like uh, I used to go to this festival with my mum every year called Earth Song, and okay. it's you stay in a tent in this field for a week, and it's uh, essentially a hippie camp, right? Where all these uh, new age spiritualists, uh, people doing yoga, Reiki. So right. if you're into that stuff, it's cool. But if you're 13 years old and just really angsty, it's the worst. <laughs> Well, that's like, I was actually thinking about this drag fest, it's like, people are like, oh, it's this stuff, something you bring, you know, young people to, and it's like, it's kind of, some people do bring their families and stuff, uh, but, like, people who are, like, I think 16 years or younger need to have a guardian with them, it's like, kind of discouraged for younger, like, you know, 10-year-olds to be running around hitting people. There's well, areas fair, that you can, fair enough. like, and yeah, but it's like, that means it's a, an older crowd that kind of goes, so it's for, and I guess there is, like, the... It sounds seedier than I mean it to, but like the kind of adult dark side of Drakenfest, because it's like all these like really, when it comes down to it, geeky people, we're probably really pent up. And uh, the nightlife, because everyone gets, gets super drunk at night, like. Um, and so there's parties. Kind of like uh, medieval flagons of cider. Oh, mead, all, like horns of mead, like, yeah, you drink out of cow horns all the time, or oh, like the, the water bladders and stuff, yeah. Um, I, I can't. I, I don't care who you are or how much, even if you don't like Game of Thrones, it's so fun. It's like, I don't I don't understand how anyone could not enjoy it. And uh, I remember I brought my brother and my younger sister. My younger sister's not, she's not super geeky or anything, but she wanted to come along for a laugh. Because uh, she hadn't really travelled or anything at that point. And uh, I think the first two days she was in bits crying, be like, I don't fit in. And then I don't know what happened, yeah. Someone dragged her into like the medic, the the healer tent. Oh um, no! <laughs> yeah, because like there's been some battles, so people are getting dragged in, covered in like fake blood and everything. And uh, I remember like wandering in, she came out and like her hair was all stuck to her face because she'd been sweating so much. And she's like, "This is incredible." And I was like, "What happened to you?" And she was like, "I've just been in the healing tent, like fixing broken bones and everything." And people are so committed to this. It was like I, was, I thought I was hurting them. And uh, she was like, I love it, I love this. Yeah, it would be strange, like, at a thing like Drakenfest to feel like you don't fit in or feel like the other, because most people who are into that sort of thing have felt like that their entire life. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, people who turn up and, you know, you, you kind of have in your head, it's like, oh, people are going to be looking at me weird. And it's like, because you're acting like that, looking at everyone else weird, everyone else is looking at you weird. <laughs> if you just go with it, everyone's like, cool. I was the social media manager for Drone Expo Ireland, which is coming up next month. Okay. No, this month, it's in March, isn't it? Yeah. Oh shit, I can't remember. I think it's, I might have to look it up in a second what updates it's on, but yeah, the yeah. second year of it. So what are drone laws like in Ireland? Are they really strict? They're really confusing. Um, it, they're pretty, they're stricter than people would think they're. Uh, like you're not actually allowed to fly your drone higher than 50 meters. Um, and then even then, I don't think you're allowed to fly it higher than 25 meters if you're within five kilometers of an airfield. And that doesn't mean just like a normal airport, that means like little airfields that are dotted here in Ireland. Like. And isn't there a thing where you can't fly it over other people's property or over people's heads? Yeah, it's always weird. Uh, property is one thing, because you don't own your airspace. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, you're not allowed to fly it over people uh, or traffic. Um, and in, I think one of the specific rules is you're not allowed to fly it over within 12 meters of a crowd or within. Oh shit, I can't remember. I learned all these fucking laws. Uh, I think within. Say like 30 meters of a crowd of more than 12 people who aren't under your control. Um, so if you have control of the crowd, you're more likely able to like get the shot of you know flying over. But like at festivals and stuff, the drone shots you see of like flying over the crowd totally illegal, super illegal. Yeah, I'd imagine because like if that thing fell, mm -hmm. and they oh fall a lot. Um, especially um, quadcopters. So you wouldn't be able to fly it over Dublin and get like a really cool morning time lapse? That's a lot of the ones you see. I know there's one video floating around and I know who took it because he's the guy who runs Drone Expo Ireland and he got like special permission from the airport, from Dublin City Council, from fucking everyone. Half fair play, he wasn't being a bad lad. So. Yeah, like that's. Uh, he had to actually put the, the time in and the work and get a reputation. But any other video you see of like, you know, flying up along the Liffey or, you know, catching the sunrise. Not allowed. It's actually kind of dangerous. Yeah, I remember when Casey Neistat first got his drones. Uh, he was saying, "Oh, I can't fly it over New York City. Yeah. Oh, let's just do it anyway." Oh my God! And he set such a bad example. And that's yeah. in uh, in Belfast, Ireland, Northern Ireland. Um, you're not allowed to fly a drone. Boom, full stop. And nowhere. Yeah. Um, and like in Casey Neistat comes to Belfast, what's the first thing he does? gets his, what is it, like a horde of fucking 300 fans chasing him around while he flies his drone over like everything he wants. And you can like, at one point he has the camera pointing at him and you can see people like just looking straight at Casey Neistat like idolizing him. And you can tell in their head they're like, I'm gonna do this too. <laughs> like hundreds of these kids and it's like, oh man, such a bad example. Yeah, well, the only thing that freaks me out about Casey Neistat the most is he's on an electric skateboard while flying a drone, while filming himself all at the same time, yeah, uh, with his two hands. Mm, like, if he falls, he's fucked. <laughs> but, um, he has fallen a few times really badly. Hey, that's, uh, I, I watch his videos, like I'll dip in and out sort of thing, I couldn't watch all of them, but uh, he does make really good looking videos. Like, he's good at what he does, that's one thing I'll say. Like, um, but just really, I feel like when you're smaller, a smaller channel or a smaller creator or something and you're reckless not so bad because you get a, you can get some cool stuff but if you have like what five six million people subscribe to you actively watching you you kind of have a responsibility not to make them do stupid shit you know yeah but it's really really weird to try to gauge your responsibility over six million strangers mm, uh, yeah but I mean you know you have them and you know what way they're looking up and like I mean what we were saying earlier how everyone imitated the way he makes his videos like he knows people are doing that and it's like okay there is there's a loophole here uh, and it's this new drama that came out I just realized I'm like here's what's gonna ruin my argument so I'll ruin it myself um, the Mavic Pro right? oh, there, yeah. there's special rules for drones that are under five kilograms, and uh, that's in that there's kind of next to none because they're so small. Like, what damage could you do with that? It's arguable how much damage. They're trying to bring in new rules now for lighter drones. And no, still, like, it must weigh about like half a brick. If half a brick fell on your head, and it's like the whole thing is like, yeah, if it fell on someone or if it fell and hit into traffic or something. Uh, but also, if you're flying over 50 meters, you would be surprised how low 
incoming aircraft that are about to land come in over a city like and like one uh, pilots freak out when like a bird hits their, their canopy or goes into an engine yeah birds don't have any metal parts in them so if a drone did that like can, a drone can't take out a, a little drone can't take out a plane um, or a helicopter even oh I could like and helicopters as well if you're looking out over them this is all the shit I've been told anyway uh, forced down my throat uh, if you're looking out over, like, say, a bunch of hills or whatever, and you're flying your drone, you're like, it's ground, there's no planes coming. A helicopter can come up out of nowhere, off a pad, and you won't see it until it's come up, and it won't see a drone. And if that hits the tail rotor or the propellers, it's, it's gone, like. Yeah, well, I, I suppose where, where it's good to get drone footage here, since you can't fly over cities? Um, probably further down the country. That's a good question. <laughs> um, there are like areas you really like. You want to check with the IAA, that's Irish Air, Aviation, Air, Aviation Authority. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. Um, if you check that with them for like safe zones, they're starting to take like drones and stuff a lot more seriously now. You can also get registered for. People are calling it the drone license, but it's just like permission, effectively. Uh, yeah. There's a group called iFly Technology that do a really good course um, that I'm in the process of doing. And uh, if you go through them and get like qualified through them, you can just call up and be like, I'm flying my drone, keep the airplanes out the way. <laughs> I've heard people like taping their phones to drones and playing Pokemon Go with it. Oh my god, that's genius and probably not a great idea. <laughs> this whole thing as well with drones, uh, it's really smart technology, but not as smart as people think it is. Like if with quadcopters, which are the four propellers, um, people don't realize that if one of the motors goes, there is something built into the drone to be like, Ooh, something's wrong here, let's correct ourselves. But that thing means we're losing lift, speed up all the propellers. And if one of those, you know, if it's three out of four, it's going to flip and like pull itself towards the ground and like it can kill people. Where you can get hexacopters, which are six propellers, and if one of those propellers goes, it'll tell you and you can still land it. So that's why they're encouraging more videographers and photographers to go with hexacopters over quadcopters. Tell me about your channel. <laughs> what was last time you did a YouTube video, huh? Uh, <laughs> Turn the microphone around. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, like, there's a lot of there's a lot of people like not making YouTube videos, they're just stopping lately. Yeah, I, I, I'm, uh, to be honest, I'm, I keep saying like, oh, I'm a YouTuber. I haven't made a video in like a month. And because I'm working, I have these five or six videos I'm working on all at once. They kind of all have to come out around the same time. Which maybe it's a great idea, but this way it's going to happen. So like, I haven't been, about a month, two months maybe, it's coming up on now, but I haven't made a video. I feel like I can't call myself a YouTuber. Yeah, it, it's weird, like, anyone I've met through YouTube hasn't uploaded in ages. And I think uh, that, that's the main problem everyone goes on about with Ireland, where it's like, oh, we, we need a creator space. That's the one thing keeps coming up, it's like, for well, which fucking creators? Oh, we, five of them? We did, a, we did at one point, like, if we got it two years ago, when it was asked for, it might have been, that might have started something, but... We don't need it now. If you look at the way it's viewed, it's Google. Google funded like, after like, are we going to see a return on this? Are we going to have big creators? Because the whole thing is there has to be a bunch of big creators in that city. Oh, yeah. And it's like, AdSense. Like, that's what, one of the revenue streams anyway, is Google AdSense. So if they're like, if we have a bunch of people getting a couple hundred thousand views on each, each video, and they have a space where they can make it, it makes it worth putting that space in. But if it's like, say like, 
let's say 300 small channels that are under a thousand, all of them being like, we want a space, they're like, they could all stop, which they kind of have, and that means no money to cover the creator space. Yeah, there, and there's not a, an awful lot of big YouTubers in Ireland. No, and that's the problem. Like, the biggest YouTubers here are very small compared to big YouTubers in London, like America. That's like, we have Jack Septic guy, he's like, getting mid top tier but oh, then yeah. anyone else is like will be considered lower in America like smaller <laughs> yeah like uh, the, the biggest I can think of that are still like active in the community are like 500,000 subscribers mm, yeah and that's which is rough like and I mean we have London there's a creator space in London and the way like Google sees that it's like well if they're big enough to be making enough money that they need a creator space that's you know, worth their while. They can just fly to London. Grand. Yeah, well. And it's rough. I don't, it's think I don't think you're making that much money off YouTube. But. Well, I think it's the amount that they take Google's code of AdSense, you know, that's just oh, their yeah. sort of thing. Um, well, and plus, if you get to 500,000, you're probably doing sponsorships and stuff, maybe. Isn't it? Uh, you can't get into a creator space without 10,000 subscribers anyway. In the London one? Yeah. yeah. Um, there are other ones though, like I remember the New York space going in there before and it was like you only needed like two, 2,000 subscribers and really? you could go in and use it, yeah. And um, be like, oh shit, I'm gonna come to fucking New York sometime and get in. They could have changed that since, but uh, and then there's another, there's another loophole that you can use facilities, certain facilities with even less subscribers. Um, I think the London one was like if you had over a thousand or two thousand you can use like their editing suites and stuff. Yeah. Not necessarily the sets and stuff, but like computers there effectively. Yeah, I've seen people with like over a thousand subscribers going to workshops. Mm. Maybe that was it, you get workshops or something. Like yeah, I think that was Joey, was it? Oh yeah, maybe it was Joey. And I, I have other friends who are able to like commute to the New York one and like have like happy hours and stuff. Oh yeah, the happy hours in Dublin are over a thousand subscribers here. Yeah, and so, it's like they're far and few between as well. Yeah, and I think the thing with the Irish YouTube community is people join the Irish YouTube community just because it's nice. Yeah, that's you get Not a lot of because from they're England. mad about making videos, it's just a grand community to be a part of. Yeah, but even then it's like we're not even that inclusive. We like. They're, they're like, I went to the last happy hour and uh, the amount of people who turned up and they're like, wait, this is a Facebook group? And like, how do you all know each other? Really? Yeah, and they had like over a thousand subscribers and they're like, who are these people? And it's like, I don't know, it's like when you Google Irish YouTubers, the main body of the community in Ireland isn't showing up, you know? Oh yeah, here's a good question. Which was the first uh, YouTube gathering you ever went to? First YouTube gathering I ever went to. I think there's maybe like three people there or something. It was like in Stevens Green, just in the park. I um, think I might have been there. Oh, it's so hard to remember. It was like five years ago, six years ago. Uh, yeah, something, something mad like that. Uh, I would have been, been about 14. They didn't know like anyone younger than 20 was coming. Everyone was planning to go to the oh, right. Yeah, that was the main problem we started running into. Because then I would go to each, each one. And uh, eventually I tried to organize one then after like a year or two and it didn't go well at all. Yeah, I, I'm the reason there's afters at YouTube <laughs> gatherings. <laughs> Instead well, of having YouTube gatherings in the pub. Well that's, it's kind of true though that like the community is getting more inclusive age-wise. Like YouTube overall, it's like because there are 
like 13 year olds and like 11 year olds and stuff now being like, I want to be a YouTuber when I grow up. That's like, what? <laughs> yeah, I, I know like uh, seven year olds getting what? like cameras for their birthdays and stuff like what? that. Oh my god. I wouldn't, I wouldn't let my seven year old on the internet. I wouldn't let my seven year old hold a camera. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, this is for you. Don't touch it. <laughs> Like, I used to make videos when I was seven, like, on a PSP with, like, the little camera you put into it. Oh, I'm so glad, like, the, in the internet wasn't there to upload on. Yeah, all oh, the shit that would get up. Like, there are videos I put up even when I was in college, like, 18. And I'm oh, like, yeah. oh my god, those never surface. I can't remember the logins for that account. Can't remember the name of the account. I uploaded, like, three videos, though, and they're terrible. And I'm just like, I hope they just fall into the mists, mists of time, you know? Well, when you're in the future, when you're all established and you have an audience, they oh, can go course. back and find out just how good you were at beer pong in college. <laughs> well, was, it was more like plays and stuff I was in, these really stupid oh, self-written plays. Uh, oh my god, I hope they never turn up. Um, what did you write plays about? Oh, they were just like, it was like a showcase, it was like little bits and pieces of things. I, oh, I can barely remember, there was like a really stupid sword fighting one, uh, where we didn't know what we were doing. Well, I kind of like, like to think I know what I was doing because I did fencing or whatever. Oh yeah. But, like, fencing doesn't look good, so I was trying to, you know, fence, and I'm like, oh, I know what I'm doing, but it was like, it's a fucking play for the people in the audience, what are you doing? Um, I just remember costumes being embarrassing, like, they didn't fit and stuff, oh my god. Let's so forget it. Let's forget about that. Men in tights? Um, one guy was in, yeah, like tights, like, you know, up to his neck sort of thing. And I remember mine being, like, real baggy and shit. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I would prefer to forget. What did you do in college? Um, that course was performing arts. Uh, I didn't know anything about anything. Uh, so I was like, um, this one sure looks like a laugh. And, uh, which, I would kind of recommend, I would recommend and not recommend doing performing arts solely. Because I was real quiet, real shy and everything, and like I couldn't hold eye contact with people until I was like 18. Then I did this course, because I thought it would be a laugh, and like easy, I guess. And after the first year I was like able to hold eye contact with people, I was able to like do public speaking. Then I spent another two years there, and a huge waste of time, and everyone was up their own hole. Like, oh, it, was, it was in Bray, like a little Irish town in Bray, and uh, people were like, we're going to be in Hollywood next year, wait and see, we're going to be making multi-million fucking movies. Uh, going to the town where everyone's going to make it. Yeah, that everyone was going to make it next year type thing. So uh, there's all these huge egos on this tiny little underfunded course. Like. That's uh, fun. Yeah, well in that first year you got like... Uh, you got tools that you use for the rest of your life. Yeah, so that's why I'm like, I would recommend someone to do one year of performing arts, not three years or whatever. Yeah, well, it's kind of weird. Well, I always think it's really fucked uh, picking college courses in your teens. It doesn't make sense, really. Like, pick something you're going to do for like nearly a hundred years, like another 80 years, um, and decide now <laughs> with no life experience. And also, like, uh, I'm looking at PLCs now. All right. So I'll have a, have a year to figure out what I want to do for college. Mm. Or if I want to do college, I might just go live in the woods or something. <laughs> My brother's doing that. <laughs> go to the woods as much as I can. Um, I would say, like, if you get an opportunity, this is going to be like a condescending older person right now. Oh, no, please. I'm, um, I'm at the like, age where I can't be offended. Like, <laughs> 
blow money on travel. Like, oh my god, just like you'll feel like you're wasting your money, waste that money. Like, oh no, that's what I'm planning to do. Yeah, uh, like I, I regret not traveling more when I was younger. I like going to like not just like like down the country or Spain or something like a lot of people would do. Like I, I wish I got like Thailand or whatever when I was younger. I haven't even been yet, but I would love to go. Yeah, well, flights to Southeast Asia are ridiculously expensive. Oh man, like I would I would still like blow the money on it. Like it's, I'm saying blow the money, but it, it, you, like I would say appreciate more. Like I remember first time going to America. And I was like, Four hundred euro return tickets, which looking at it, it's like that's actually awesome. And I was like, totally, it was totally different. Like, oh uh, well, now you can get get to New York for like eighty euro or something yeah. like that. Even though New York, I've been there like once, and I, I don't get how people are like oh, it's a city of dreams. I'm like, they're terrible dreams. Everyone's mean here, and it's cold. Yeah, I I can't figure it out. It's just big. It's noisy. It's I went to London. Bad. Went to London for summer in the city, and I hated it. Mm, I haven't been to London yet. Oh, I'm supposed to go next month potentially, but uh, I'm not. I've never been drawn. To yeah, London. I'm sure if I went to the right places and got over my hatred of the tube, <laughs> I'd be fine. And even like the the subway system in, in New York freaked me out. I had like a local there to be like, the, the maps are just like someone threw spaghetti at the wall. Like that's what they look like. It's all these fucking lines everywhere, and I'm like, what? What is this? Yeah, but uh, the places I'm looking to travel are like really typical places. Like I'm, I'm kind of thinking, oh, I'm being a bit basic. Uh, like an 18 year old who wants to go to Amsterdam or wants to go to Peru and do ayahuasca or something. Yeah, no, that, well, that's, that's, that's not so typical. But. Um, the Peru thing, like that's something I would say do it. Um, well, whatever I, people I would like, do it, but I don't have three grand yeah that's it's, it can be expensive but i mean if you look at like couch surfing and like ride chairs and stuff like that just keep like the price down so that's like when i was 23 or 24 maybe i looked a lot more into couch surfing like hosting couch surfers and doing it myself oh yeah. actually really good like so worthwhile yeah like uh airbnb uh mm -hmm. was reading articles about like how much money they're making in dublin often oh yeah i'd say it's unreal like they're based in dublin i think as well airbnb really yeah yeah they have an office anyway in, in that. um even though i realized there's no video so i'm pointing and it doesn't matter um yeah airbnb i remember when i went to new jersey for tri-state playlist and i was like i'll try a chance this airbnb i'll get a little room in this place it was a little bit out of the way, and it like looked super dingy from the outside. And I was like, walking up this dodgy road, I was like, God, I'm gonna get robbed. Oh, I was like, I'm, I'm not gonna survive this trip. And I opened the door, and it's this fucking mad fancy studio apartment. Like when I say studio apartment, I mean like proper, cool, like modern. I was like, holy shit, this is incredible. Like this looks so bad from the outside. Yeah, well. Yeah, I've been having actually just going way back to like talking about YouTube videos and stuff. Uh, I saw a video by uh, Tessa Violet recently. She's probably one of my favorite creators. Um, where she was like people who attach themselves to like creative terms. So like if you're introducing yourself, like oh, I'm a YouTuber, and I'm like you haven't made a video in like six months. Yeah. You're kind of like I have no identity. But it's like, you need to separate yourself from what you do. She did a whole cool video on it, and it's worthwhile. Yeah, it's, it's hard, like, uh, I went to a crack con once, and I hadn't made a video in about six months. And, and you feel, like, ashamed. 
horrible. I was like, oh, I hope no one asks me what channel is. It's like, you're at a YouTube thing. Like, you should be, like, dying to tell me what your channel is. It's like, it really comes down to, like, reasons for doing it. And that's something I've been, like, wrestling with. I'm like, I always say, like, oh, I, I do it because I want to make people happy. And then, ever since... I, I showed someone a video, right? And they were like, why do you do videos? I was like, I want to make people happy. And ever since they said the response to this, I've had such problems making videos. And they're like, they watched the video and they're like, how does that make people happy? And I was like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, your, your advice videos and your Dragon Fest videos definitely make people happy. I, I would like to think so, but I feel like with the Dragon Fest ones, and maybe it's a bad way of looking at it, but like they're only watching them because no one else is doing them. Um, like the day a bigger YouTuber goes, Dragon Fest, I'll be done. Like, um, yeah, but it's such a niche thing. It's this lark in Germany. Mm, but then it's no like no English-speaking person would would really think of going to. Not yet, anyway, but I mean, it's also not what my channel's about. A lot of people are like, just, just stick to the Dragon Fest videos. And I'm like, no, I don't want it. That's, I do that once a year. I have all this other stuff I want to say. But even then, given the advice and given my opinions on things, I'm kind of like, who am I to say this? And why would ever anyone want to hear this? Like, that's, that's the thing I'm running into now. Yeah, it, it's hard because you're kind of thinking, why am I doing this? Is it... Is it for other people or is it to satisfy my own ego? Exactly. And trying trying to justify that. But it's like, am I trying to? Do I need an outlet as well? That's, that's the, the excuse I've been thinking of now. It's like, oh well, I'm just doing it for me because I need an outlet. They're not supposed to be good. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of kind of thinking, do I need to start a vlog or do I need a therapist? Yeah. Uh, do you know uh, Christopher Bingham? Uh, Bingham. He's done Bing? Yeah, Bing. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. Bing, yeah. Yeah, Bing, well, I, I know, I when you say Bing, people think of the browser. Yeah, no, it's, it's weird. I, like, I kind of know him personally, like, and he introduced himself as Bing. I never realized his name was Christopher. Oh, good. <laughs> well, he does the series called Past Bing, Future Bing. Right, okay. And uh, he, he done it for a month. Uh, it's, it's like a daily vlog, but he does it every second day, and then he'd do it the same month the next year, and he'd react to the things he says in the past video. Alright, that's so interesting. Future Bing would talk to past Bing, and he, he says like he finds it really cathartic, and in that month where he's making videos and uh, reflecting on everything, that he figures out stuff quicker than he would had he not been doing that. Right, yeah. But it, it's, that's such a re it's such an intimate thing. He has, and it's he hard has to be crazy doing that good, in the open. He has such a good at like a good angle at looking at things. It's like it's kinda like how how do I be that creative? Like that's yeah, creativity I think it's a figure it's not even like so I would think of myself as like a creative person. But it's like it's like it's knotted up or something, like it's tangled in my head, so I'm like, oh I have this idea for a video. I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> uh, it's rough though. Yeah, it's, it's hard to translate your ideas to video mm. when there's just you talking. And it's and even like looking back, like I'll, I'll film a whole video and it'll take me ages. And I'll import all the footage and I'll have to go back through all of it and I'm like, what was I fucking saying? Like I'm making no sense. Like, and then you put it up and people watch it and there's no negative feedback and you're thinking, are, are, people, you people? are people lying to me? <laughs> it's like, why are you lying? <laughs> and then you think, oh, maybe the, the audience is dumb and like I see, I see people doing that. 
But like, I, I've noticed I'm getting comments on like older videos from him. So many people are coming across. I did this video uh, about like reaching out to people. More just about like how to make <laughs> random friends and how it's okay if they don't want to be your friend sort of thing. And uh, I noticed it's getting a couple of comments now. After I think it was like a year, oh, nearly over a year ago. And uh, I haven't, uh, I've been bad. I haven't been responding to comments on videos. I've just been like staying away. And uh, I noticed someone put up being like, "This is really good advice," and I've actually kind of figured some stuff out. And I was like, "Really? Like what?" Yeah, well, it was a good video because, like, the message of it was, "Yes, just go up and talk to people or message people. You can." Uh, I can't even remember what was said. I come to some realization. It's always when like I come to a realization. I'm like, I'll figure out a way to say that to people. Um, and it was, it's just something like, put yourself out there and don't take it personally if people aren't don't reciprocate sort of thing. Yeah. Um, that's easier said than done. Oh no, but I definitely like I remember that video and applied that advice and that's how I'm able to reach out to people to do a podcast. Oh, cool. Well, I'm glad. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so definitely like. I'd say make more advice videos because just thinking of advice because I'm like I, like I go through go through loads of crap over the past year or whatever and I'm like I don't know how to deal with this and I don't want to just put it out there to let the fucking mysteries of the internet deal like give me advice or anything so just ask you who answers yeah here lads I'm having a real bad day what would you say I, I should do but then it's like I don't want people to be like so how about you stop being a pussy and I'm like oh okay I know that's when you put it on reddit oh right yeah go just on to r slash Ireland let them sort of it <laughs> Uh, Reddit. I tried posting videos to Reddit before, and it was just like, oh no. I think I got I got lucky, but I seen some people get like destroyed. Like, oh no, they get hounded. Mm, yeah. So thanks a million for coming on, Will. No problem. Thanks for asking me. So, really um, do you have any social medias you'd like to plug? Um, Where can people find you? I'm um, usually the Irish Will. That's all one word. Uh, on everything. The Irish Will. <laughs> what? The Irish Will. The Irish. The Irish Will. The Irish. I wish. Oh, I really he, regret you. Here or there ish. There ish. Yeah, so, so T H E I or I S H W I L L on basically everything. So Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, obviously, Twitter. I don't know what else there is. Um, yeah. Oh, Periscope, you now. Although I don't use you now. Don't go on you now. Um, MySpace. Um, oh, yeah. Actually, not on MySpace. Holy shit, I didn't realize that. Okay, thanks for coming on. Alright, yeah, thanks. The end. Ah, lovely. Thank you so much for listening to Fionn's lovely podcast. It means the world to me that you listen to the end of the episode. So, thank you. And a huge thank you to Will for coming on the show great interview he can be found anywhere at the irish will and i can be found on twitter at fion underscore cleary and if you're one of those people listening on itunes uh why not uh drop a wee review i'd really appreciate that yeah really uh in future i might start a bit of a reward system for reviews uh i don't know what it would be though but I think that would be a really good idea. So, yeah. Thank you for tuning in to Fionn's Lovely Podcast.